It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for Saturday, February the 16th, the most aggressively uh, scheduled Sleep Tight Morning Ticket I think we've ever done. Three great guests for you coming up today. Plus, all through the scores and in advance of regionals, we're going to talk Illinois small school boys basketball today with a couple of top seeds when things start this week in James Barnett from Camp Point Central, whose team at 21 and 9 lords atop the Pace and Seymour regional, although that's no small affair with Brian Ray's team lurking over there. We'll talk to James all about the schedule ahead this week, as well as Ryan Seasting from West Central. Winchester has been one of the best teams in our area this year. They're at New Berlin. We'll talk with them as well and maybe just maybe if things fall into place for us, we're going to have a special high school football guest by way of America's hometown, newly introduced yesterday at the end of our show at about the 8.20 hour. So that's what we're looking at. Let's talk some high school scores from last night, and we are going to start with wrestling, because that is the story of the day. Going into tonight, we have three potential state champions from our area, and for the first time since the late Jermaine Dade, potentially one from the Quincy High School program, as Hunter Yawn last night wins a three-to-one sudden victory decision over Jake Kendall of Plainfield to book his ticket to the state championship tonight. I think the Grand March is scheduled in Champaign for 5:30, which means the wrestling begins at 113 pounds. For the state championship title bouts, it will be Yawn versus Baylor Fernandez, who is the number one ranked wrestler in the state in the class at 160. He also beat Hunter Yawn last week by pinfall victory in the Juliet Regional. Check that sectional. But uh, Hunter Yawn with a chance today to make some history. We're looking forward to that. We're also tracking Chad Grimm out of Beardstown as he tries to make history as well. At 220 pounds, he will be taking on Eli Pinnell of Fulton. Chad Grimm so far has pinned every opponent. Chad Grimm, ranked number one in the state. Eli Pinnell, ranked number two. That's exactly how you want it. Also, coming up in Columbia tonight, Ross Arts, the talented Palmyra sophomore, will make his second straight appearance in the state championship match, this time at 145 against the guy that beat him last year at 138. That is Clayton Stallow, and there is a great deal of history between those two. Ross Arch actually avenged that loss to Stallow earlier this year at Palmyro. Palmyra, I should say. Stallow out of Marceline, however, would end up winning last week over Mr. Arch in the district. So this is the third, the rubber match in the series. And for all the marbles, we'll be tracking that one for you as well. Also, Hannibal has a couple of other guys still alive, and so does Palmyra for medals today. That includes uh, the young freshman from Palmyra, Braden Stevens, who's guaranteed himself just the second medal in program history. And Hannibal has Tyler Leonard and Garrett Ruby at 132 and 152, respectively, also wrestling for Medals, they're guaranteed no worse than a sixth-place finish. And in southeast Iowa, Dylan Jeffers uh, from Keokuk and Danon Settles of Fort Madison also still alive in medal rounds today as well. So really a good haul of wrestling. We'll wrap it all up for you tonight on the big overtime show. Let's talk some basketball now. Regular season last night, Quincy High School, a winner over United Township, 53-44. to Very balanced effort from the Blue Devils as Dante Kreider led the way with 14. Quincy High School improves to 12-11 and on the season and 4-4 four and four in the conference, entering the final week for them of the regular season. Also last night, Quincy Notre Dame, a big-time winner at Keokuk, 65-49 to for the Raiders' ninth straight victory and 15th win in their last 17 contests. Nick Schwartz leads the way there with 19 points. Johnny Bodorf had 12 as well 
in the win for the Raiders. It was Western falling to Payson Seymour last night, 66-58 to on senior night in Payson. Tanner Kennedy, huge night for the Indian senior as he had 27 points and 12 rebounds in the victory. Also last night, West Hancock, a winner over Camp Point Central in comeback fashion. Again, we're going to be talking with James Barnett in just a few minutes. Tough week a little bit for Camp Point Central. However, this is a team that has really played well, had a chance last night, and has already beaten West Hancock once this season. But last night, Peyton Dooley's big night, enough to tip the scales in favor of the Titans. 42-38 to was your final there. Elsewhere in Illinois last night, it was Pittsfield falling to Liberty on a last-second shot by Jordan Nyson. Landed Obert also with 21 points for the Eagles to lead the way. Calhoun, too much for Grigsville Perry, winning 73-48. to Beardstown, a winner over Jacksonville Route, 66-61. to Unity, behind 17 points from Luke Jansen, beats Brown County, 61-48. to it was Southeastern, a winner at West Prairie, 62-48, to your final there. Over in Missouri, Bill Nunley with 12 points as Palmyra blows out Highland, 63-38. to The big story from Northeast Missouri last night, Monroe City wins the Clarence Cannon Conference crown, 61-44 to with over Macon to punctuate it, C.E. Talton with 17 points. It was Mark Twain guaranteeing itself its first winning season since 2009 with a 58-28 win over Louisiana. Clark County goes 0-for-23 last night from three-point range. That's tough to do and loses to Centralia, 61-36. to And it was Schuyler County, a winner over Scotland County, 44-41. to Also, girls basketball last night, playoff action in southeast Iowa. Holy Trinity season comes to an end at the hands of the Savage Cobras of Sigourney Kyoto. 36-25 was your final there. Regular season girls action last night. What a win for the Highland Lady Cougars who are down five through the first quarter against Palmyra and reel off a 25-1 to run to seal the deal on victory. 75-47 was your final. In that game, Caitlin Benson, 15 points and eight assists. Also last night, Macon beats Monroe City 61-55. to Jada Summers with 20 points in a losing cause. It was Mark Twain winning over Louisiana 39-30. to The Clark County girls fall to Centralia 33-51. to And in college baseball, believe it or not, college baseball already underway. Quincy University with a split last night against Mississippi College, winning the first game of the season 13-7 to and dropping the second one 5-1. to All right, let's transition right back into basketball now. James Barnett, the head coach of the Camp Point Central Panthers, who's done a phenomenal job with this team this year. 21 wins, as I mentioned, and a team, obviously, that it needs to be mentioned, was bringing in talent late into the year thanks to the long football run. That is a blessing and a curse, I'm sure, James, but your kids really seem to have found some rhythm uh, in down the stretch, what has been the key? And I know you guys lost almost all of January to weather. What's been the key of kind of getting these pieces in the right place for you? Um, well, first off, thanks thanks for uh, giving me a call this morning. I appreciate it. Um, but as, as you know, as the season is going on, they, it, the guys have just you know they they've gelled together a little bit. We've had our ups and downs throughout the season. Um, but but you know, one of the biggest things with this group is it is the the senior led group. So. So when we got the football guys back, we were just basically picking where we left off, of, you know, over the summer and, and picking right back up where we left off last year. And, and they've, they've, they've just taken with it and ran with it. And, and that's the, the fun thing is we, we weren't trying to put in anything new or, or change anything. We are who we are and, and went about it and, and have been relatively successful with it. Part of who you are, James, is a team that can work really well through a very multidimensional post player in lane. And he is a guy who can not only score it, but he can move the ball. He can find your snipers from the outside. It all kind of starts with the tone he sets, doesn't it? Yes, yes. We are definitely an inside-out team, and, and we focus and, and, and can constantly remind the guys that we have to get post touches. 
And the post touches don't even mean that Lane has to score. It just simply means it opens up everybody else. Like uh, up at Macomb the other night, they weren't going to let Lane score. They were packing it in the lane and, and packing it in the lane on Lane. And, and Eric Jones goes off for seven threes. And, and that's what we want to see out of our shooters. Maybe not, you know, seven every night. It would be fantastic. But the, the fact that they're going to put so much focus on him it opens up everything for, for the guys around him. And, and that's what we were trying to do last night is trying to get it inside and then, and then work out. We just, we just couldn't get those shots to fall late in the game. Obviously, and I'm not doing my job if I don't ask, because Colin Bubba Hughes is not your traditional uh, two-guard, I guess, last night after seeing him let, <laughs> let loose from three. But he's such a neat kid, and I think he speaks to what's endemic of you. You've got great kids, kids who know how to win, and kids who are incredibly smart, which kind of has to make your job easier. It, it it does make my job easier. This has been a fun group to coach, you know. I'm, I'm watching them grow up over the last four years and, and progress and, and learn each and every year, and, and you know, we, we've suffered some setbacks throughout the years, but, but you know, Colin's one of those guys, he, he played his freshman year and decided not to go out his, his sophomore year, but then luckily for us, came back his, his junior year, especially when Lane got hurt last year, and, and took off. He, he plays a, we call him a five, a four, whatever you want to call it, but he's he's one of our post guys, but he has that ability to, to stretch the floor, and, and usually most teams that, that match up with him usually put some other big kid on him, but the, the other team's slowest guy, and, and with Bub's ability to step out and hit that three, it, it really helps stretch the floor for us and, and give us a, another dimension on the offensive end that, that you know we don't normally have with our starting five. From your standpoint, obviously, you will enter a regional this week that is by no means easy. And, and I looked at the breakdown a couple of days ago when it when it was released, and and it just seems like this is one of those regionals where everybody has a puncher's chance if you don't bring your A game to knock out anyone. And then on top of that, you're playing at Brian Ray's court, where where Payson Seymour has been very very good historically in the postseason. How do you kind of view this meat grinder of a regional, James? Well, it, it's the same same thing you just said. I. I, I... I don't think that anybody's out of it. Um, you know, we, we get we get the winner of Brown County and Minden who who played each other last night. It looked like Minden had a nine point win, I think. And you know, Minden's a team that uh, played us close. We had them we had them down ten mid third quarter, and the next thing we know, we look up and we're down four mid fourth quarter. Um, luckily, we were able to finish that one off. And, and kind of the same thing with Payson and Liberty. We played we played Liberty I think seven or eight times over the last three years. And I don't think any of the wins have been more than six or seven points. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's all going to just be a matter of, of who gets, it, it ultimately who gets hot, you know, in the second half of a game and, and who can finish off somebody. And I, I want to count out uh, any really of the top four or five teams out of this region that could possibly come out of it. I know this wasn't the best week with you, for you, obviously, with tough losses at, at, at you know Winchester West Central or at Bluffs, I guess, more accurately, mm-hmm. where you guys couldn't get right early, and then obviously with things last night against West Hancock. But you really have had some nice signature wins. Obviously, the early game against West Hancock comes to mind right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Your team's playing with some confidence, I, I would think, going into this, though, this bracket. And how much does that help? You know, the confidence is a big thing, especially with this group. They are... They are... We, we really ride the highs and, and we kind of get down on ourselves with the lows, but we, we spend a lot of time in practice of building that confidence and hopefully, you know, we, we got to go up to Carthage today and get a makeup in and hopefully we can regain a little confidence after last night. But, 
earlier in the week, it was, you know, West Central played a heck of a game down there. Um, they jumped on us and jumped on us early and, and, and just really never gave us any breathing room to, to, to let us come back. You know, we had some opportunities to maybe trade a single digit game, but, but they just didn't let it happen. Um, but, but these guys, like, you know, like, they know what we're working for. And, and we talked last night, you know, after the game, that there were no regionals won or lost last night. It's a disappointing loss. It's a hard one to swallow, especially the way we played early in the game last night. But we, we know what we're capable of and, and we know what we have to do to be successful. And, and, and when they do it, we're very successful and, and they know that they, they know the, the, the other end of that when they're not doing it and, and, we don't play real well, so it, it's uh, it's a basically just a, a do it or don't, and and you know we, if we do it, we win. If we don't, it, it's a struggle, and it might be the end of our season next time we don't do it. Well, I don't think it gets said enough, James. Uh, tip of the cap to you and a job well done on a fantastic season with this group, and best of luck to you at the regional this week, and and obviously today with your with your trip to Illini West. So again, keep up the good work to you and the kids, and thanks for joining us this morning. All right, thank you very much. And when we come back here on the Saturday Morning Ticket, Ryan Seasting will join us from the Winchester West Central Cougars. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. And welcome back to the Morning Ticket, everybody. I'm not sure anybody has done a better job coaching boys basketball in our area over the last two years than my guest right now, Ryan Seasting, who calls up from Winchester West Central with his team poised to head off to the Berlin Regional. And Ryan, first of all, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about just sort of what you've learned about this team, because it's a really young nucleus, and you played a lot of great sophomores, what, two years ago, who have now become incredible juniors, and the fit has has been incredible with those kids. What have you seen in terms of their progression? I tell you what, Chris, it's a great group of kids, and uh, you know I'm I'm one of the most passionate competitors, and and I love the game of basketball. But that's the same with these young men I'm coaching. Um, you know they're competitors as well. Um, off season, and they work extremely hard to to do everything they can to improve their game and improve on their weaknesses. Um, but I, I love coaching this group of, of young men. And like you said, a lot of these guys played some big minutes for us as sophomores. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the future, uh, this postseason and even next year as well with this, uh, young group of, uh, of men. What, what I what I, what I really like about you, Ryan, is just how unselfish and smart your kids play. And I know a lot of that obviously generates from having a, a point guard who is probably floor savvy beyond his years. Yes, you know that, that's a great thing about our team is is they're extremely unselfish, and you know there might be a night where one of our our main guys struggles, but there's always someone to pick him up, and I think that's. You know why we're so hard to guard this year is because we have so many weapons offensively. Um, you know we've had five guys score eighteen, twenty points. So, so I mean, I think it's just hard to guard us because we're so talented and we're so unselfish. Uh, and on any given night, you know anyone can can score sixteen to twenty points for us. From, from your standpoint, too, and I know it, it's probably a small thing, but you've got some characters on your team and Cole Howard, uh, you know, Aaron Brown, some kids who bring a little different energy as well. And that has to make practice fun just because I, I think you're a different level of team with the vibe and the energy that you have. 
Yes, I mean they're they're such competitors, and you can and you could tell. And that was the one thing I I really thought like from Waverly tournament on. Um, you know, one thing I you know I was talking earlier with with this group of of young men is we got to be better defensively, and we got to take pride in our defense. And and I told our guys like it's going to come a point where we gotta we gotta pick up our defense because there might be a night or two uh, where we struggle shooting the ball. And defense is what's is what's going to win his games. And, and I, you know, I really give credit to our kids because I think they've really picked up in practice. And, uh, and I think our, our defense has, uh, has, has definitely showed a lot of progress, um, from the beginning of the year until, until, uh, you know, as of lately. One of the things I also love, Ryan, is the fact that you went out and you really scheduled aggressively. And obviously it started off with the Tournament of Champions where you were playing big schools. And then, uh, you know, what was it, a week ago that you went over to Riverton and you took on a really good Williamsville squad and lost, and you hadn't lost much. But those are the type of games that kind of prepare you for the grind ahead. And I know with the trip to New Berlin, you seem to be poised in a really good spot. You're confident. And most importantly, I think maybe even a little differently than last year, do you feel like you're better battle tested for this run into the postseason? Absolutely, with you know the tournament of champions and losing losing twice to the two three A schools and a five A school, St. Louis Melville, really talented team, um, and then Riverton and Williamsville and playing Plains at home as well. Um, you know, I I would argue we've played one of the toughest one A schedules, and uh, and we've played pr- pretty good. I mean. Uh, we've gotten better from beginning of the season until now, and and we've seen a lot of different teams. Uh, you know, the, I don't think there's really anything we haven't seen to this point, and you know, I think our guys are ready. And uh, you know, Williamsville was a tough loss, but you know, I give credit to our guys where you know we came back and watched film and you know called guys out, and you know, our guys are very coachable, and I give them credit because that's not the easiest thing for a 15 to 18 year old young man to you know, take constructive criticism. And I tell you what, we did and came back and played a really good camp point team and, and played really well Tuesday night. That That's a red-letter win, and obviously I got a chance to watch that. Your kids really came out like a house of fire. But my favorite games you've played this year, and I think this probably goes for anybody who follows you, were the two contests with, with Triopia. And those have been as mm-hmm. good as high school basketball gets. And I know a lot of people in this area have their fingers crossed that maybe we would see that down the road a ways in the playoffs. But what were those games like for your kids and as, as a learning experience and a proving ground against a really good Triopia? team which you won both yes i mean those those were two of the toughest games we've had this year uh, regardless 1a 2a 3a but uh you know they were like two different games you know the the first night in the in the winchester tournament you know triopia controlled pretty much the whole game and and i think it was two to three minutes left in the third quarter you know i, I figured we gotta try something different so we started pressing and we came from behind you know, and our kids really easily could have just said, well, tonight's not our night, but they kept fighting. And, uh, you know, I was extremely, extremely proud of, of these guys and, and how hard we fought to come back from, from such a deficit and from a really, against a really good team. And then, and then you talk about the next night, which, you know, I think it's just even and more impressive, uh, with the focus and everything to, to come out. And, and it was like two opposite games. We controlled most of the game and, and we had an eight to ten point lead most you know most of the way through and and then they came back and they went on the run late and and we we made free throws down the stretch and made good plays down the stretch and got stops to uh to win to win the the next night after so i mean 
So the focus and the energy and intensity that these guys put on on a nightly basis is extremely impressive. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate and lucky to coach, you know, really good guys that um, are always always fighting and, and eager to get better. A last thing for you, Ryan, and I, I don't want you to look over your shoulder too much, but I've watched a lot of years of your great Winchester Invitational, and a lot of times your incredible fan base has been so close. What did it mean for you to finally give them that title for a group that shows out en masse and fills that stadium, or that gym, I should say, every single year in January like it's the Super Bowl? Right. I had, you know, when I got this job and I had so many people come up to me and say, man, if you know, you're ever to make it to a Winchester championship game, like the atmosphere is, is undescribable. And, and I tell you what, they were, they were spot on, um, you know, the energy level and the atmosphere. And I tell you what, we have one of the best fan bases, uh, 1A, 2A, you know, whatever you want to say. I mean, there's, there's most nights that, you know, we go on the road and we have more fans than, uh, than the home team does. And, you know, I'm very fortunate to coach and, you know, in a community where basketball is so important. And, you know, the fans have a love of the game uh, that's hard to describe. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward, and postseason is just going to be as special. But I'm glad we could give them a Winchester tournament. And, you know, this is a, a special group of young men that, you know, hopefully um, – we can give them something else to celebrate come postseason. Well, good luck with that this week. And, again, a tip of the cap to you, Ryan, to you and your staff, and especially your kids. Fantastic job, not just this year, but the last two years. You guys have really changed the bar and the dynamic in Winchester, and we're all appreciative of it. Thanks, Chris, and thanks for all the support that you give uh, to not only just us, uh, but all the other small schools in the community that you cover, and, and we appreciate it greatly. Uh, tip of the cap, and again, when we come back here on the morning ticket, we're going to be talking to the new head coach of Hannibal Football, Quentin Hamner. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. I know we don't have a lot of time left, and I know Quentin Hamner is really busy with some classroom work this morning, but I wanted to get him on, the newly installed head coach of Hannibal High School, to talk about his new job and his excitement level. As you saw last night, Q was through the roof to be able to take this job. It's a job he's long said that has been the best job in the tri-states. And Mr. Hamner, congratulations. Just your level of excitement after meeting with the kids yesterday. Well, I think, you know, you got to look at the history of Hannibal football first and foremost, and the traditions that has been laid before I get there. And just the, you know, just the credibility that went into the job and then being able to be a finalist and being able to first, you know, just understand that uh, there's big shoes to fill and just it's just an honor to be able to, to walk in there and, and be the next football coach in Hannibal. You went in yesterday when you met with your kids, and I got a chance to watch that. You preached three things. You preached taking care of business, being a leader, and you coached being attentive to detail. And none of that had anything to do with X's and O's in football. But you've had a ton of success. Those are the hallmarks everywhere, aren't they? Well, at first, it's, a, it's just a process of, from the off season to, to getting into September, August with a football idea of what your team wants to look like. And we got to have leaders. We talk about societal problems of leaders every day, and how our football players—they're going to be—they're going to be corner pieces in our, in, you know, in our community in Hannibal. So when we, when we get done with them, we want to make sure that we've done everything we could to, to make sure that those our community members, um, you know, be on football. So 
when we can start with those ideas and move forward and then put everything in with football, it just makes our life easier than makes X and O's and makes, you know, game planning and situational football a lot easier for us. And then when we get into, you know, high tense, you know, situations, the game of football just becomes a lot easier. It was fun for me yesterday, Quentin, to get to see you meet all of the administrators and all of the great people that those of us who 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 see it behind the scenes know make Hannibal such a great spot beyond just football facilities or football players. What was that like for you yesterday? Well, it's just great to see people supportive in that arena. You know, there's not every place that you get to go to that there's administration, there's there's board members, there's people in the community that come support you, you know, and the efforts that you really think are beneficial. And uh, just meeting with the kids and seeing community people and just the support that they're giving me yesterday is beyond words and just extremely grateful for this opportunity. And I know that there's big shoes to fill, and that's, you know, that's part of who I am is I love challenges. This is a big challenge for me. I understand where they want to go with this, and uh, hopefully we can, you know, continue the traditions that, I've, that Hannibal has always been. It's 122 years of football, and being the 30th head football coach, that says a lot right there. Well, my friend, get back to the challenges of the classroom because I know you've got a busy morning ahead, but we certainly appreciate having you on because I know people wanted to hear from you, and, and obviously people are super excited about what's going on in Hannibal. So good luck, congratulations, and enjoy your day, my friend. All right, thanks again. All right, Quentin Hamner, everybody, the new head coach of Hannibal Football, and that is a program now in incredibly good hands after being in incredibly good hands with Mark St. Clair for the 22 previous years as well. We're all out of time. As I told you, I promised you, jam-packed morning ticket this morning. We got it all in. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you tonight on Overtime. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.